0: In the section recently I
1: You'll hear the minute at three with that horn, and that means wrap it up. Uh, but, I mean, actually, there's so much time today. I might as well just give you more time. I don't know. We'll uh, does anybody want to do more than four who's here right now? Casey, you want to do
2: Thank you This morning,
1: found a night in the store.
2: Looked up this morning.
1: I don't have nowhere to go I, go
2: I, I are done diamonds There's nothing left to see.
1: So oh.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's David Bowie. Uh, I mean, uh, is this how, is it going to be like this really? <laughs> Already, David? Um, yeah, this is Bug Out Square, Mutiny Radio, on uh, the corner of 21st and Florida in the beautiful Mission, where it's uh, always flat and sometimes sunny, and it's, uh, it's dark right now. Um, but it was a nice day. It's, uh they say it may never rain again so um just you know i'm really enjoying uh, <laughs> the uh, beautiful uh early march weather um yeah so um let me i got to do a little housekeeping here before we get this going um of course this is pledge uh year and we're we'll be we're always begging for money um if you've given thank you so very very much if you're thinking about giving ah, you know it's uh you could You could do worse things with your money um no obligations really we're just trying to um just get things together we got some uh we got you know like rent and light bill those sort of things (laughs) you know the essentials we're working on it um so there is a gofundme uh, if you come through the website if you can please uh give also this first week of march is um comedy week uh comedy fest Um, I don't know, it's probably the third or fourth one, maybe the fourth even, fifth one, I'm getting hand signals here. So I'm gonna bring up these mics. We got um, uh, Casey and Melina. All right, so Casey, I'm gonna bring yours up. You want to- just hello. And then uh, Melina, I think, is this at you? Hi. Uh, Excellent, first try. Um, So uh, you guys just uh, hang hang tight for a minute. I want to um, tell uh, all our legions of listeners, Sure. what we listen to so that was uh, David Bowie um, off the Aladdin Sane record before that was cotillion um, they are a uh, San Francisco band that I happened to see and uh, bought the record and I like that's a good record I don't know what it is though it's <laughs> the writing is so um, yeah I just I can't figure it out but cotillion with a C C O T I double L O N uh, check out it's a really good kind of um, Lo-fi. Well, no. it's Actually, it's high quality, but kind of good trip music kind of thing. Talking Heads from the Speaking in Tongues. I don't know. Again, with the small writing. Speaking in Tongues is the record, though. Uh, Roxy Music from the, uh, I don't know if they were even naming their records back then. The Roxy Music record, (laughs) Um, and it was uh, Both Ends Burnin. Uh, Siren, that's the, the record. And before that, we had back from Morning Phase um, doing uh, uh, Morning. That's a good one. I can't believe I left that record in here for like a month, and it, I came and it was still here. I was very impressed. And we opened up with Donna Summer. Uh, uh, I feel love, um, and I do. What about you guys? Uh, what drives you? Does love uh, drive the, the comic, uh, Casey?
4: <laughs> yes, our <laughs> hatred for ourselves and our love for laughter.
3: Is it, is, is there um, a certain <laughs> amount of self-loathing in the community? Oh uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And how does that is that um, does that I help wonder, the comedy
4: I or? I don't know. <laughs> I sometimes wonder. I, I actually sometimes wonder. Like, boy, I'd be a lot funnier if I wasn't so depressed all the time. And then, I, then when I'm not as depressed, I can't. I don't write anything.
5: <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah. my brand is self-deprecation. So. Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> right. Uh, so um, let's let's just I want to g- go you individually and um, and just uh, get a little uh, you know taster. So uh, Melina, what's uh, where are you from and um, what do you do and wh- what's go- what's going on with with you, Melina?
5: So I'm from Portland, Oregon, and so the sun is very nice.
3: <laughs> it's d- there's sort of amount of solar deprivation in those yes. parts.
5: Yes, we've had a nice winter though. Uh-huh. A lack of rain um, I'm currently a server at a senior living place and so I get a lot of material
3: um, so you live in a, in a retirement home
5: well sometimes it feels like my home for how <laughs> long my shifts are but <laughs> oh you no. don't sleep
3: oh so you that's your that's your uh, that puts bread on the table yes as much as you can sneak out of the cafeteria right
5: exactly <laughs>
3: So um, Portland, it's pretty cool. Uh, you ever see this Portlandia show?
5: Yeah, I didn't is like it.
3: You <laughs> didn't like it? Does it? Um, I I've, I've driven through Portland once. I feel like Portland it was ones. overrated. Uh, overrated? Okay. Yeah. Um, I understand. Did you? Were you like offended by the humor at all, or was it somewhat? Yeah.
5: And I just thought the jokes went on too long. Like they thought it was too funny. Oh, uh, you know. Weren't. You know
3: what the best way to deal with that is? You just watch like the first episode, and it's it was. Really good, so I don't have any like bad fe- bad feelings. I felt right. like I dealt
4: with it the best way. I didn't watch it at all. Oh,
3: <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I I um I'm intrigued with Portland. I mean, they're uh, just from what you hear, it just seems like like everyone's cool. It is, yeah. Um, but um, is there um uh, um. What's uh what's the community like as far as the comedy scene there in Portland?
5: So there are more and more mics. Uh, just comedy mics. Um, you can do like up to three or four a night. D- really? Wow, yeah. okay. that's a lot. And, uh, do
3: people do that? Oh, yeah. So is it like, do you go in a posse or is everyone just kind of zipping I past mean, one another? I mean,
5: somewhat, um, which doesn't necessarily help because then people leave a mic while you're performing. So then it goes from a crowd to of an audience to like, yeah. Three or your four. One friend, but, thought, yeah. But
3: uh and they're just leaving to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah, that's uh, that was a, that's a thing with open mic. Sometimes it's like you got the you know the the, the it seems to be there's like that echelon, I don't know, it, it, just from what I can get. I'm sure they're all different in every city, but I think just from human nature, uh the aspect of it is that there's the there's the the big sheep on the hill and that could be uh group of people or whatever and 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 they're like rolling in doing their thing killing <laughs> and then off to the next one mm-hmm. and it's like there's like no uh, regarding like listening or watching anybody yes yeah. it's all pretty much and is that I, and i found that and i and i i always throw this at the the comedy uh, community that it's a very self-centered group and i really i just do it as a uh, i just I I, I don't really mean that but I just do it as kind of just poking a stick because I come here for like open mics once in a while or yeah. they, I just kind of overlap but it's um it's funny to to watch that and, and but there is some but I think all you open micers out there that maybe you might want to stick around right for yeah. a, an act or two before you dodge over to the off-ramp yeah. or wherever, <laughs> wherever club you
5: <laughs> I tend to stick around I'm a good uh, audience member
3: how long have you been doing stand-up
5: about four years
3: so I'm uh, Jerry Seinfeld said so you're like four years old that's like I guess <laughs> you're like <laughs> so I mean uh, as far as uh, your comedic traps that's uh. but four years is um, four years and yeah. how and how uh, and how does it feel like is it um, is it well more fun
5: now or easier or harder this or is my first festival so that felt cool
3: did you do a set? Have you yet? I have.
5: It's uh, not this, is it? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, I had a good set on Sunday nights, Make the Tapes.
3: Uh Uh-huh. Right on.
5: Yeah. I uh, invited some family that lives in San Francisco and L.A. And
3: And they showed up? Yeah, mostly.
5: I pretty much brought the crowd, (laughs) which...
3: And uh, well, that's fantastic, and that's so that all should be uh, archived for our enjoyment at some whenever we want, right, through the interweb.
5: Yeah. All yeah. right,
3: dig. So, um, are you gonna do any more? I don't know how that works. If uh, if
5: festivals.
3: Yeah. If you come, do you have any other uh, slots booked uh, in the week?
5: Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm hosting the spec script. Uh, it was Chris Hotomy, but he. Uh, Gave the spot to me, so. What,
3: what day is that, and what time? <laughs>
5: Thursday. Okay. Seven, seven o'clock.
3: Okay, yeah. and what um, and that's uh, that's a themed uh, kind of thing, right? So it's
5: Smash script is a, uh, the there's a comic who writes uh, an episode of a TV show that they've never seen. Okay. So I actually will be recycling a script that I wrote, uh, from the episode of a show that's no longer airing, but One Tree Hill.
3: Okay. Is it like a sketch thing or multiple people doing this? Yeah. Or it's, all right. It's like Dig it. It's all like cold coming into it or yeah. People, all right, right on.
5: Yeah.
3: It's good. Sounds fun. Yeah. And um, so your progression as a, as a, a comic, is it, um, you having more fun now or yeah, is it I stressful? I or mean, yes. <laughs> I Both. mean, if you, like, I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, when you're like pursuing uh, an art form, you know, it's like our, you know, like, I'm, am I doing this for kicks or, right. or am I like super serious about this? Right. Do I want to be successful? Right. Um, uh,
5: All of the above. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, so, um, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but um, if you, and I don't, Know if you would want it to take a couple minutes to uh, do a little bit of something or, uh, um, uh, you know, I'm sure. just right. <laughs> All right, so, um, well, let's see. I don't want to like try to set anything up, but um, right. <laughs> you're um, so it's like, ah, all right, uh, it's Melina. Hey, she's here from, she just came from the other place across town and uh, she's got her two minutes. What do you say? Give it up for Melina.
5: Thank you, thank you. Uh <laughs> Let's see. I I recently Oh my gosh. Um recently worked at Starbucks and so my first day the barista said, "Hey, uh can I have your name?" and I said, "No, bitch, it's mine." Like, what?
2: <laughs>
5: Get your own. After i had worked there a while, uh a customer ordered a bacon gouda sandwich and I said, sounds good, (laughs) uh... and then I said to myself about myself, you're fired. And so then I was freaking out, right, like, no job. Seconds later I was like, you're hired again, like, don't, don't worry about it. I was recently on a show and afterward a guy came up to me and he was like, you're funny. And I was about to say thank you, and he was like, in a good way. (laughs) I was like, thanks for the clarification. I was confused. I recently got a job as a server at a senior living place. I was uh, helping my friend's grandma out, watching her while my friend was out of town, And I asked her if she wanted to take her pills, and she was like, no, I don't like you. I I mean, I don't like me either most days, so I get it. So I resorted to small talk. I was like, what's your favorite color? And she was like, I have one, but I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Perfect. I was like, how are the pills looking now? She was like, I still don't like you. You're a popcorn girl. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant, so. (laughs) I asked what that meant. She was like, prostitute. Popcorn. But before you go thinking that I was having sex for money I'm actually having sex for popcorn <laughs> not sure how I feel about the business model but I mean it's my job so <laughs> gotta get behind it thank you I've been leading best <laughs> 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 right on. Um, uh I like popcorn yeah yeah
3: I eat disgusting amounts of popcorn it's uh
5: it's pretty so addicting. Yeah,
3: it is. It is. I mean, sometimes I feel like I just I can't stop. Just you know, till someone takes it from me. Right. <laughs> Which happens, Casey. Hey. Tell us about uh, about your uh, your self. Where you where you live and where you come. Where you grew up.
4: I come from Boston. Hail from Boston. Uh, that's where I'm I'm living now. I'm originally from Michigan, though. I'm okay from the because you didn't say
3: boston man I no always, i don't
4: say boston no I, my my wife though is a somerville girl she's uh she's hardcore Bostonian. yeah okay. she's got the accent all that stuff you know yes i meet us up the house mas making yeah. some coffee cake
3: Pack the cow yeah um what about we're in michigan i uh i know michigan. i'm from the
4: hickey redneck part of michigan called michigan yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Michigan, I mean, I, it's so nice to be out here right now, the weather, yep. because the weather is so, so beautiful here. I, in Michigan, where I grew up, we, uh, we, uh, you know, we didn't even have four seasons. We demarked by two seasons, nine months of snow and three months of risky ice fishing. <laughs> so that's, that's about all we have there to go. But it, uh, I moved to Boston. My story is like any, uh, any good story. My story is about a girl. I uh, I started doing comedy in Boston, and uh, I started doing comedy like a million years ago. I started in like uh, the early, late late '80s, early '90s, actually. Uh huh. Um, and well, yeah. yeah, it's long long <laughs> long time. And I should be a lot funnier by now. Uh, so, I. And I moved, I, I did, you know, I did okay, I did, I, I became a feature kind of a guy, 30 minutes at, at good clubs, uh-huh. like I played the Riv in Vegas, and uh, a lot of improvs and stuff like that, yeah. and then I moved into public speaking, I, you know, spent the next 20 years. Are you a Toastmaster? No, the Toastmaster is sort of like the, the I don't want to say. That's a that. cult, isn't it's it? A pro, it's, a, a it's the cabal. pro-am, it's sort of like, I want to be a speaker, so Toastmaster's going to teach me how. I I, okay. I skipped right, I skipped that and went right to, I'm already a speaker. Yeah, so, I mean. Uh, And that's where I made my money for, you know, for a long time. But um, the economy hit and everything fell apart. And, you know, I still do the speaking stuff and that. But uh, I beat beat a 30-year pill addiction. And, uh, yeah, and, and interestingly enough, when I got sober, my life fell apart. Like, you know, I couldn't, no, nobody would hire me. Like, all, all kinds <laughs> of, sh- it's the funniest nope, thing in the world. Nope, nope. Too steady. So, but, yeah, so I went I went back to the small stage. I said, I'm just going to go back to small, small comedy. I'll work up a different kind of a, you know, pu- public speaking act because that can, that pays the bills, actually. Right. And uh, in 2000, about 2017 or something, I went back and just started micing in that and then I, you know, started doing shows and getting booked and. Said, well, what the hell? I'm an old man, but these guys seem to still be okay. And you came, with it. Uh, yeah. so you you came all the way from Boston. You know? I came all the way from Boston. Oh, man, to that's be uh, here. that's uh, that's fantastic. Um, There's three other guys from Boston. There's a few Boston. Did y'all come was, in, in a van together? No, no, no. Well, no, we all live in a van back in Boston. But uh, the thi- the thing is that the this San Francisco this like mutiny radio kind of thing especially is is a lot like boston in the way boston is very much about alternative comedy you know? Like yeah, huh? we're all underground comics like i'm an under i'm considered kind of an underground comic even okay. though i'm an old old guy but like
3: bill burr is he how does he rate in your i mean i i like the guy but i don't know maybe he's
4: just kind of like uh oh, he sold out well bill bill burr is highly revered where i uh-huh. come from okay and uh because he's from he's like the homeboy right yeah he's a homeboy and he will come he will come to your mics he will show up at a show he'll walk in and 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 take he'll do do a few minutes or whatever and and yuck it up with the guys and take pictures with you and Uh shoot the shit and he's a decent guy he's a straight shooter everybody knows that about him you know and he's he's sort of the guy that people that people look at when they say you know if you're going to be edgy and you're going to do stuff that is either borders on race or borders on sexism or borders on this stuff right. it better be fucking funny like yeah. it, you better be able to sell that shit yeah. and Bill Burr sells you know his stuff yeah, and he and does. he's and he's a straightforward guy he's known, you know what you see is what you get and at the end of the day, he's a, he's a really nice guy.
3: you know. Right on. So um, he doesn't live in the van, or did he ever live in the van with you guys? I or? don't
4: know Bill's <laughs> origin story, really. <laughs> I, I never knew him back then. When I started doing comedy in the 90s, though, interestingly enough, I was doing, you know, w- we would have mics, and there would be showcases where you get, like, you know, 10, 10 guys would do seven minutes apiece or 10 guys would do 10 minutes apiece. And I was doing these things with, like, Mark Maron and... And uh, Adam Sandler okay. and those guys, you know, they were all right. like micers and shit back right, then. Right, right. You know? Well, that's... Uh, I hope those guys ended up on their feet. <laughs>
3: yeah, they're... <laughs> I've heard of one of those guys. <laughs> right. So, uh, Melina, what about um, a lot of uh, women in uh, comedy?
5: Ha! No. <laughs> I'm I am just mean, hearing, like,
3: guys Portland and fans, and I don't know. I mean, it's like...
5: Portland doesn't have... I mean, it... Ha- I don't know. The majority is guys but uh-huh. there are funny women out there
3: yeah I, I think it's like around here too and you know it's just like sometimes it's just like one and you're like
6: oh man, oh God, right what is i this? was
5: just at you the like open dig? mic here uh-huh. and i was well besides pam i was the only woman <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> sorry about that but um i mean uh, i don't uh I mean, I, I consume. I, I don't get out much anymore. But they got this thing Netflix. You heard of this? Uh, it's like a, it <laughs> yeah. comes right on your your TV set. <laughs> and um, uh, I see all kinds of uh, uh women that I really that are really like hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, so they're coming from somewhere.
5: Right. I love yeah. Tig Notaro. She's yeah.
3: My fan. Tig yeah, right. awesome.
4: yeah. Tig is awesome. Yeah. She does a lot of shit out where I live too. So yeah. Tig. I is just the best. saw
3: um shit, and I'm just like so. Bad, my memory is so bad, but it was the one, uh, the woman who did the uh, press, uh, the DC press thing and uh, raised how, Oh, come on, man, redhead, um, uh, gee. Kathy
4: her Griffith. You ta- no, you're no, no, no,
3: no, 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 um, uh, anyway, went and saw her in town and she, uh, she killed, it was really good. And
4: uh, <laughs> I think I know uh, who you're talking uh, about, but I can't uh, uh, put the name. To she it.
3: was on, and it was like, it was like Trump's first. Uh, year so is the, the thing he wasn't there but then she tore into the press secretary. I, rem- I remember the event. I just
4: don't remember who it is oh, now. Man. Uh, That'll bug us now. Yeah, it, it will. Up. All, All right, right. producers, to the producers please research yeah. that for <laughs> us? Get on your phone. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, but um, yeah. So, what do you think? You got any theories on that one? Women, it's just too scary out there. Too many like, because the guys are kind of scary a little bit, right? Comedians or especially. Some of them open it just gets
5: kind of tiring, all the dick jokes, and I mean, yeah. for me,
3: yeah, personally. it's tiring for me. <laughs> do you think it's like do they think that's funny or uh, uh, right? what you know, yeah. I guess. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. I <laughs> that's don't. What they
3: yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry that. No, that it's
4: there's no. There's weird, and there's weird crazes, and fra- th- you know, in 30 years, I mean, I've seen you know the trends of. <laughs> grocery store jokes to the airline jokes to the now it's dick jokes back in boston they're starting to the ass eating jokes is a big trend mm, at mike's and yes it. it's, there's a lot of this me too stuff uh-huh. that goes on especially at mike's like oh my god so i need an ass eating joke i don't ha-. i'm like no you don't really need one right. of those um, <laughs> <laughs> right
3: um so do you uh do you want to – Melina, do you want to get uh, out of town other than coming here? Do you ever get out of town and, and do play yeah, other I've towns?
5: Yeah, done uh, a bit of shows in Seattle and uh, Eugene, which is not too out.
3: but. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have an agent? How do you book these things?
5: I don't. Um, my cheery self.
3: <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey um. – That's good. But I mean, so you do the research. It's like, oh, all right. You look up, there's some comedy clubs there. You call. How's that experience been? Like when you went to Seattle, was that uh, pleasurable or was it just a fucking drag? Uh,
5: I mean, I went with another comedy friend, so it was good. It was fun. I didn't do super well at the show, but
3: (laughs) that's all right. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, I mean, it's always, I don't know. Seattle's a nice town. There I've been. I've been. Raines there a lot too yes it's a grayer <laughs> it's, like <laughs> it's like it's like the open bike man all, it's just drear and, right. <laughs> and trench coats uh, uh you guys listen to music much yeah. all the time constantly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah 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 um uh like how do you consume your music Melina? Um, how do you uh,
5: through my phone Your phone yeah dig?
3: And like a Spotify or something along those lines, or things like that. Yeah. So do you um, do you have like go-tos you do, or do you like uh, top, you know, like whatever's uh, big on the Billboard, or um, you know, depending on how you feel? I,
5: yeah. Sometimes it's depending on how I feel, but uh, for some reason I, since a young age, I've kind of been drawn to the 60s, 70s, like Beatles and yeah. Uh,
3: that stuff Frankie still works. Frankie Valli. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got some of his records. Uh, not here, but um, but I did bring some uh, comedy records in, and, and I, I l- gave them to you. And then, yeah. so did you pick, like, something out of those? I or?
5: kind of, my parents actually introduced my sister and I to the Smothers Brothers at a young age. Ah. So I am in love with them.
3: Okay. Was there any cuts on that? Did you do you know we that right, that bit? At
5: especially, at all? yeah. Especially the mom always mom liked always likes you, liked best, liked you best is
4: great. The There's also tattoo song, is not bad.
5: I don't know that one, but well,
4: well, we'll you do, can we'll, call me stupid. We'll do
3: the big. I r-
5: do, yeah, that one too.
3: Um, which one do you prefer? We can play. Mom always liked you best. That's, so the, that's you. the that's the that's the hit, right? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what about? Will you, Casey? Anything there you see uh, that you grabbed?
4: oh yeah I mean we we all we both consolidate okay. on the yeah. same on the same all stuff. Right. the George Carlin record and WC fields who's just like absolutely awesome he, okay <laughs> right. WC fields told my favorite joke ever you ready what, yeah. what it is said I I always keep these sedatives handy in case I see a snake which I also keep handy <laughs> yeah the guy was a fucking genius <laughs> yeah. okay but he he, and he used to get this he, he was he was a he was a world-class drunk apparently yes. and he used to go around That's and depo- he, he used to take his money when he would get his money from his stuff he would go to random banks and deposit his money and he deposited oh. his money in all all over the place and then never remembered where it was and uh, and he died uh, he died, he died, died without, yeah was yeah he, he couldn't remember where he put all his money because he was too drunk when he deposited them all he was oh like oh an awesome gosh. juggler too
3: was like, he yeah he was like had this whole career before uh, huh. Hollywood. Yeah, he was like a vaudeville like like crazy stupid like my god, you're in like a circus from Russia kind of juggling, you know, like bouncing things off walls and seven balls at a time and that so, sort of thing. Yeah,
4: so there's no real good album notes on this thing, but we were just like WC Fields, hell yeah. So there Okay,
3: yeah. so what, what what we can do is uh, I got a song queued up, but um I also have uh there's a segment that we do it's called it Rives from the Basement. Because it's no lie, in the basement we're miles apart, no surprise, <laughs> kind of rise from the basement. What it is, it's home recordists, any style, any genre, they just record music uh, in their homes. Okay. So it could be with a super awesome setup, people send, do stuff on their phone or on their computer, or whatever, so it's uh, there's no, uh, you know, it's anything goes. So people send me links to their stuff and okay, usually yeah. go in cold. And sometimes it's, uh, uh, you know, and I am i don't judge if there's no, like, critiquing or anything. I just play it. So um, this one here, if i got to fire up my machine here. There's only two kinds of
4: music in the world, music and good music. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, good I don't music even music uh, and good music. Better music, I should say. I, I, I'm, uh
3: <laughs> let's see. So this, um, this particular song is, um, is a uh, a friend of mine who uh um decided to do a cover of a Beatles song i am the walrus ah so this is steve ginsburg um and friends uh performing and uh doing i am the walrus and um, I hope i'm touching this and it it has responded um
7: Mom always liked you best. <laughs> there you go. What do you? My mean? mom always liked my brother best, and she never liked me. Mom and what you, you and te- mom. Why do you keep telling me mom always likes you because best? Because she. Every be- time you get mad, you say mom always likes you best. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, mom always likes you best. You want to know? you always picked on me. You and mom. You. My mom and my brother get together and they say. You know she why she like me Wait a minute. do you know why she liked me best? She oh, oh. <laughs> would you like to know why she liked me best? Sure she liked me best. Why not? I never knew Mom liked you best. Your mom always used to pick on me. That's now I remember. Yeah, now you remember. Mom liked you best and she never liked me. You want to know why? Why? Because I happen to be an only child. (laughs) Touchy, touchy. Touché, touché. This just isn't your night, Tommy. Your mom gave you a dog. My mom gave my brother a dog, and I didn't get to have a dog in more Everybody than Everybody had dogs. I didn't have a dog. You got to have a dog in more than anything in the whole world. I wanted to have a dog of my own. I asked my mom, I said, Mom, I want to I have a dog like my brother Dickie Smothers. You remember me. I'm Tommy Smothers. <laughs> and I never got to all have right, a that dog, and you wouldn't let me play I with your dog or anything. I remember when I was 10 years old, I said, oh, if I could only have a dog, my brother had a dog, I and I couldn't... I didn't out. get to play with your dog, and Why you, you I? would always tell mom when I play with your dog, hey, Tommy's playing with my dog. You remember, Tommy, the kid you don't like so much. <laughs> and I didn't get to play with a dog, and I didn't have a dog. Right, hold it a minute. But before we go any further, you, you know you had your own pet already. Crummy chicken. <laughs> well, you wanted it. It's no fun playing with a chicken. They don't bark good. You wanted it. He's I like, didn't want that. You wanted to sell the eggs. It was a rooster. <laughs> and every Saturday, my brother, they would all the, all of his friends, they get on their they all get up their dogs and they get their bicycles. They,
2: <laughs> I didn't have a bicycle either! <laughs> you had a bicycle!
7: Now hold it down, now hold it down You're just getting excited. You had a wagon, that was a good wagon. One wheel. What'd you do with the other wheels? Well, it was hard for the chicken to pull that one wheel wagon. Listen. You never liked me and you went on hikes and you, and... You know why you didn't get to go on hikes? You You never would accept me. You even had a dolly. A what? A dolly.
8: My brother had a dolly. Shut
7: up. About my doll. You had that dolly. I remember you and your dolly. <laughs> I said, "Mom, don't give me a dolly." <laughs> I, I was always, I always liked my brother. Mom says, "Always like your brother." And I liked my brother. We used to hang around and do things together. Every about once every three or four months, he'd say, "Come on, Tom, let's go smoke some Crayolas." <laughs> I certainly did not say that. You smoke did break too. I did not. It stains your teeth. You isn't. go on hikes. That's right. We went on hikes because dogs and boys go on hikes. You can't take a chicken on a hike. Frank was a good hiker. Listen, all the guys knew Frank was the best hiking chicken in the block. The reason you couldn't go on a hike, you couldn't keep up. You and that crummy wagon. But you want to know the real reason? just one-wheel wagon around! All right, Tommy, but want to know the real reason? Is that it wasn't your place to go on a hike with us. We liked you, we liked the chicken, but boys and dogs, they go on hikes together, they're buddies, you know? A little boy even sleeps with his dog. You've never realized the place for a boy and his chicken. Chicken coop. You should have kept that crummy chicken in that chicken coop, Tom, and away from my dog. My uh, chicken killed his dog. <laughs>
3: the Q man uh, Quincy Jones um, you know uh, yeah he's a good producer uh, there he is singing I'm pretty sure uh, smack water Jack um, I want to thank uh, Scott from flat black plastic for for letting me have this record um, uh, he's he's good like that flat black plastic Saturdays uh, noon to two it's a good show Um Malina, Mal- Melina Casey what uh so uh, I know you guys got to get going you got your uh, open mic I know you got they're out there waiting for you Mm -hmm. The cars warmed up and but um uh let's talk a little bit we we you guys picked out this uh uh, Smothers Brothers so what do you think oh uh, my gosh you think that's uh, you think that stuff's here to stay I mean
4: you ever uh did you ever have a comedy record Casey uh no um I tell you that stuff is classic though I I would encourage like all young comics to to listen to the old stuff because like I listen to Andy Griffiths, I listen to Bob Hope invented stand up and this shit. Right. Like, and, and you listen to these guys, and I don't care if it's from the '30s, '40s, '50s. You listen to somebody that's good, and you're gonna hear the callbacks and the reversals and the tur- you're gonna you're gonna hear the craft put into it exactly. So the same is way it?
3: So now. I I see that the um because. One of the bonding things I got with my ki- I got a 16 year old kid now, but one of the things that we've always kind of bonded on is t- watching TV together. Um, and um, yeah. one thing we really like to watch is uh, stand up comedy. Oh yeah. So and then we're also into like um, John Oliver and Trevor Noah and,
5: mm, and yeah.
3: Colbert. You know, so that's kind of how we, our all our news is filtered through the various comedians. But um, so, but he started getting into, uh, like, George Carlin, you know, watching so – because a lot of this this stuff is uh, is on YouTube. Right. So, um, it, it's – I'm um, not sure what my point was on that. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know uh, – Oh, up, oh it, up, like? it was the formula. So, there, it's like this – you know, so we're, I'm watching – you know, we're watching all, this, all these comedies, comedians and our comics, right, and um, – but there is that kind of like uh, outline, or not? I don't know if it's an outline, but it's like you know the there.
4: There are formulas. There's yep. craft. There's mechanics and that sort of thing. There's timing. There's beats. Yeah. And, you know the and way you put things around, the way you wait on the audience, the way you you put in the the callbacks, the turns. Like it's just clear. It's very clear craft.
3: And uh, and that's up, That's something that you guys are. Uh, you do
4: well. Not everybody does, you know. There's a lot. There's no rules in comedy, as they say, and there really never have been. But when it comes to stand-up, there are some things that work better, especially for some people than others, and and the, and the, the methods of how the stuff works is different.
3: Do you do blue, Casey? I
4: work. I work blue. I also work clean. I also have family stuff. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> uh huh. But. I like it when I can pull the stops out, but to make money, I gotta be able to, to work clean. Like when I first right. started in the business, you were you didn't get. Like they told me, you'll never work TV if you don't work clean. Cause in the 90s, there was no, there was no blue right. television. What about phone. you, Melina?
5: You, uh, overall pretty clean. All right. I mean swear words, but. Yeah,
3: I, you know a, a well placed uh, f bomb is uh, <laughs> works wonders.
5: Yeah. Oh, especially especially like when Miller. I look like a. Little girl, what did she say? Yeah, (laughs) some people. Definitely.
4: Some people uh, uh, was as complain about like you know whether or not you had to use a cuss word or you don't. And Dennis Miller usually had a had a great line about saying you know he has this joke about um, that he said it doesn't work without the without the cuss word in it. And the joke is that uh, uh, this guy was on trial recently for uh, murder, and he said that he murdered the his wife because he had low blood sugar at the time. Right. And the guy said, so what you mean is all you needed was a fucking Zagnut bar? Yeah. <laughs> You'd have been okay. And so he said the joke never works without saying fucking Zagnut bar. You yeah. know, he says you can't make the joke work without it. But I don't know. You know, I I, I have cuss words because I naturally cuss in my real life. And so when I'm, when I'm up on stage and I I'm doing a little more natural. Yeah.
3: So, Melina, is that, is that something that, um, I mean, do you find you take on a, a different persona when you're on stage? or uh, I know it had to be like awkward as hell to like do that. Like a sitting band. there, you know, it's <laughs> like, it's
5: <laughs> but no, I'm kind of the same. I just have this deadpan, like uh-huh. dry uh, thing about myself. Right. And I have you ever worked
3: with people who have like, it's like they go on stage and it's like a whole nother thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that kind of weird or was it? When you're like right next to it, and you were just talking to him one way, and
4: (laughs) yeah. Well, it's not weird to us because, like, you know, you recognize that some comics are like, you know, that's they, they, like emo Phillips or something. You know, that's Uh the thing he's got to do to do his thing. You know, and he will do that stuff when he takes a picture with me or whatever. He's a Chicago boy, or he's like Downers Grove or or something. He's normal mostly at the end of the day. You know, him and Laurie
3: Anderson went
4: to the same high school. Oh, really?
3: If you know Laurie Anderson, very uh, avant-garde musician of cerebral uh, quality well i
4: i actually opened i used to open for judy tenuta back in the, the olden days and i was opening for her when she and him were together actually for mm-hmm. a little while judy tenuta and emo you won't talk about it now i don't know what happened <laughs> that's like a billion years ago so you, uh, can, you can hear i was just saying like earlier, you can hear um uh the 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 stuff that they that they do in these things has changed you know over the years, I've, I'm trying to think of the point I was trying to make earlier about, um, you know, the comedy and the craft. Go on, no, no, I mean, I think what to. you were
3: saying is that there is, that they, uh, younger, uh, you know, comics coming up could, could learn a lot from listening to these old records and stuff. And yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, I brought in, like, I brought a, a prior uh, record in, and I and I just kind of went cold on it. And then he was throwing like a bunch of f bombs, but not like the good ones, you know. More of, uh, like, you know, towards like gay community, and um, I was just like, ah, well, you know, this is slightly awkward, but, uh, uh, you know, that's I guess there it was there a different time, things. you know. There, that
4: is that that is very much the thing. But what what is you know? I think if uh, Mark Merron put it pretty well when he talked about now, there's a big controversy about oh, you know, people are too soft and so you can't do kind of. But you know, if you can't do comedy without without you're gonna offend somebody. But if you can't do comedy without being you know completely offensive Toughen to everybody, it may not be right. It may not be the right you know may not be the right gig for you or something. Like well, some, some I, I guess you, you know, know if you're uh, if
3: you're not tough enough, you shouldn't be like you know wandering into the comedy club.
4: Oh, I remember what I was gonna say before that. All that, right, that some of the things that some of the things change stay the same, but they change. So, for example, Smothers Brothers, they got canceled in the. In, it, because of pressure from like Nixon and stuff like that yeah. because he was against their kind of like they all had files on him you know the F- because that was FPI. considered like I mean he had Lenny Bruce but you know he was on an extreme in, in those days that was his free speech he sort of as you got was like you know Rowan and Martin's laughing or like the right, Smothers right. Brothers that kind of thing interestingly also music and Smothers Brothers connection the Who actually played on the Smothers Brothers once, and they were supposed to close the show with uh, My Generation. And Keith Moon wanted his drums to have this little explosion when he, and uh-huh. they, he didn't like the size of the charge, so he asked him to increase it, and then he increased it himself, and he ended up making a big explosion, got burns, and Pete Townsend had hearing problems oh for the gosh. rest of his life from that. Smothers Brothers trivia right yeah. there for you, ladies um, so. But what I was going to say was this. They got canceled in the 60s, right? In the 80s, um, in Boston, Lenny Clark... And Martin and and uh, uh, Martin Olson who's a great comic who lives in Cali- lives in California. He's like the voice of uh, the guy from the night on adventure time He writes a lot of music for you know the, the okay. cartoon. I like it shows time. He's fucking hysterical But he used to be like this this comedy pianist and singer and he used to work with Lenny Clark And they had a show in the studio in Boston in uh, Cambridge And they did this one episode that uh, in their their comedy show, they did this segment called News for Negroes. And when they did it, they immediately got canceled. You know, and the show was canceled forever. It's sort of like a little controversy from their time. I now produce a show, Cambridge Comedy Underground show, in the same studio those guys were in. In my third episode, I also got canceled.
3: And it's called News. Oh, was it's News Cam- for Bitter White Men? No, the, or, uh? Cam- no,
4: the Cambridge Comedy Underground, but it's, it's free speech comedy, like you guys are doing on radio. I'm doing that in this television market. They canceled us, but all is well because the producer and I decided to fund it ourselves, and we produce it now and still, still going. But interesting how the times change, but the scenarios are the same. Yeah, it's uh, you
3: know, it's all human nature, right? We're all just clawing our way somewhere. So uh off you guys go. Good yes. luck. Are you um thanks for having uh, me thank you. You're you're quite welcome. Um I was looking forward to this. Uh Melina, you've already done your, your, your stint here. No, you're no, coming plug you plug one your more time shows. for your uh whatever the hell that thing was. Spec, spec script, spec, spec script. script. Yes. We're both
4: the, I'm I'm one of your players.
5: I know. In yeah, I Okay,
3: it. so they're gonna She's do already a spec script. So they're gonna do a play in what's it called again?
5: One Tree Hill. Yeah, we're gonna do oh one
3: Tree Hill. Which I've also never seen, so it should be hysterical. And then uh, Casey, you got. Are you gonna do a stand-up bit, or are you just that's your that's your uh, next I'm, thing, or
4: no? What? I'm gonna. I'm uh, I'm like all over the place still. I'm gonna do uh, just JW what you're doing Megawatt here. That's week. all I
3: care about is your Mutiny Radio gig. Yes, what, yes.
4: Jw that? Megawatt on Thursday. I'm gonna do um, uh, for the tapes for me is on Saturday. I'm doing Hell Hat on Friday night. Hell uh, Hat. and I'm doing Friends of the Pod. I think tomorrow and the fe- spec script follow-up on Thursday
3: oh so you guys give uh, your names your names and any sort of uh, particulars that people might want to follow you on or anything like that
5: I'm Melina Best Instagram is bestmelina123
4: I'm Casey McNeil uh, my Facebook page is uh, Casey McNeil Comedy and a uh, YouTube channel and you can also get my Instagram as Casey McNeil Graham <laughs>
9: But oh, what's the use When you know I love? You will only kill my will Before I speak So turn on that low left hook That look that leaves me weak All I do with them and split up high of wine with them respectable as can be yet here's what they say to me you got that look that look that leaves me weak you table technique. You've got that look, that look between the lines. You with your let's get more than friendly design. I should be brave and say let's have no more of it. But oh, what's the use when you know I love
10: Someone who had lines in her face, I found her there, but she was past all concerned. I asked her to hold me, I said, lady, unfold me, but she scorned me, and she told me, I could never return Well I argued all night Like so many have before Saying, whatever you give me Seemed to need so much more Then she pointed at me Where I kneel on her floor said, don't try to use me, or slightly refuse me, just win me or lose me, it is this that the darkness is far, I cried, oh, lady, midnight, I fear. stars eat your body and the wind makes you cold. If we cry now, she said, it will just be ignored. So I walk through the morn. won me my lord you've won
11: How those eyes could flash at you How those eyes could flash at you Boys hung around her by the store But she loved the boy next door Who worked at the candy store Dream on, dream on, teenage queen Prettiest girl we've ever seen She was tops and all they said It never once went to her head She had everything it seemed Not a care, this teenage queen Not a care, this teenage queen other boys could offer more, but she loved the boy next door, who worked at the candy store. Teenage you should be a movie queen. He would marry her next spring, save his money, bought a ring. Then one day a movie scout came to town to take her out. Came to town to take her out. Hollywood could offer more, so she left the boy next at the candy store Dream on, dream on, teenage queen See you on the movie screen Very soon she was a star Pretty house and shiny cars. Swimming pool and a fence around But she missed her old hometown But she missed her old hometown All the world was at her door All except the boy next door Who worked at the candy store Dream on, dream on, teenage queen Saddest girl we One day the teenage star sold her house and all her cars Gave up all her wealth and fame, left it all and caught a train Left it all and and caught a train Do I have to tell you more? She came back to the boy next door who worked at the candy store Now the story has some more, you'll hear it all at the candy store
12: And uh, people always want to know how you get started on this job. I guess they ask musicians, too, and actors and everything, but uh, they always want to know how you get started. They say, how'd you get started? <laughs> I say to you, did you always want to be a comedian? <laughs> well, not in the womb, but right after that, yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but class clown is when you really do get a chance to kind of uh, work out, you know. Because a classroom is the best place. Classroom's classroom is best because, well, no one's allowed to laugh there. And suppressed laughter, you know, is the easiest to get, the most fun. You know, like when you're kneeling in front of a casket. <coughs> During the sermon, whatever it is. And in the classroom, Class clown always sounds like there was only one of them, you know? It sounds like the class clown, but that's not true, really. There was, you know, quite often there were two or three or four of them. <laughs> Sometimes you'd have a whole classroom full of them, you yeah? If the main guy was absent, second banana would fill in, right? <laughs> yeah. And the class clown wasn't really uh, so unique. You know, he didn't necessarily do things that were real different, Uh, it was that uh, he he learned things first. He discovered things first and passed them on to the other guys, right? Class clown was the first to discover a lot of musical things. Uh, He was the first one to get into Hawaiian nose humming, right? (laughs) Well, if you're gonna play, play, you know. (laughs) And then uh, playing head. Oh, you had to be a little mazo for that anyway. No <laughs> that and throat. Oh. Found out later in life the beard acts as a mute for soft passages. Right? <laughs> uh. Well, anyway. Class clown. Was the first guy to discover this, usually in gym class, right? Yeah, Yeah, the old artificial fart under the arm. (laughs) Or as we called it in New York, the artificial fart under
1: the arm.
12: (laughs) There were a lot of ways to make the fart sound when you were a kid. Remember, you had this one, too. <laughs> and then the crook of your arm. <laughs> it was an important sound, you know? I guess we found so many ways to make it, you know? I didn't need any of those fancy ones, because I could, uh, I was into the bilabial fricative, you know? Uh, I was so glad when I found out that had a real official name to it, man.
8: I started out as a child (laughs) and uh, grew up in the streets of Philadelphia playing street football and everything in a marvelous time. And uh, let me tell you about my pair of shoes. The first pair of shoes I ever had that I played uh, football in, street football. We didn't have any sneakers. There was only one kid in our neighborhood that had a pair of sneakers. His name was Rudy. I'll never forget it. Rudy came running by us so fast. Said, <laughs> what was that? I don't know, it was something fast. You know, and he came up, how you doing, gang? How's everything? <laughs> it's good to see us. What, what do you got on? I got on sneakers. See that? They make you run fast. You can run, stop on a dime. I'll give you a nine cents change. And I can keep you up. And you see these little rubber balls on the, on the sides there? Yeah, well, they keep me from making sparks, setting my pants on fire, because I run so fast, you know. And, but we always had like a second pair of shoes to run in. Second pair of shoes used to be the best pair. But now you, you go and you get a good pair and they become the seconds, <laughs> you see. You wear out the sole, take them to the shoe repairman, and instead of putting leather on, he puts on a rubber sole, which is cheaper. And at the same time, it's better for you to run in, 'cause because rubber, you can stop. So there's a difference the way they put on the sole. Now leather, they sew. Rubber, the shoe repairman, tax. So when you run and play, you don't wear the sole out as fast as you wear out the heads of the nails that hold on the sole. So when you do wear out the sole, you know, wear out the nails, the sole flaps down. <laughs> and when you walk, it's embarrassing, because your shoe flaps, you know, you flap, <laughs> flap, <laughs> flap, <laughs> flap, like that, you know. Now, if you got a pair of corduroy pants on, you turn into a one-man band, you know, <laughs> flap, 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 flap that kind of thing. <laughs> And these shoes were great, because if you see a quarter, you don't have to bend over, you know, you
2: just pick it right up, you know,
8: just keep walking. Great pair of shoes. <laughs> we played street football right there on the street. And uh, this is where we had the greatest quarterback in the world. Our quarterback, he had to control 23 men on a side. And he was really great at it. You women don't know anything about it. You play with dolls and stuff like that. But he's a guy with an ingenious mind. He'd call a football play like this. He'd always get down on one knee and draw.
13: Temperance, that's fine. Keep it down there. Ladies and gentlemen, down with rum. Ever since the beginning of time, there has been a drink problem. Quite a problem. Even the greater problem now, it's so scarce. Throughout the Middle Ages, the use of liquor was universal, and drunkenness was so common. It was unnoticed. They called it the Middle Ages, because no one was able to walk home unless they were between two other fellows. I was usually the middle guy. But through the years, enlightenment came, and with it, the control of Spiritus Fermenti and controlling spiritus fermenti is tougher than tying a hair ribbon on a bolt of lightning. (laughs) That's a good simile. The first instance of federal authority in this country was when George Washington put down the Whiskey Rebellion in Pennsylvania, I imagine George put down a little of vile stuff, too. (laughs) There was a fellow that really lived. What a guy, what a man. Now, before I go any further, please do not labor under the misconception that I always have been a teetotaler. No. In my younger days, I was prone to take a nip. I chortle now at the former weakness in my otherwise strong character. But how well I remember my first encounter with the Devil's Brew. Devil's Brew. I happened to stumble across a piece of bourbon. And I went right on stumbling for several days thereafter. Of course now, I touch nothing stronger than buttermilk. Night proof, buttermilk. I look on my days of revelry with scorn and reproachment and shudder when I recall going to the corner saloon, tugging at my daddy's coattails and saying, father, dear father, come home with me now and bring a jug with you. However, I came from a very illustrious family. My great-grandfather was a friend of Benjamin Franklin's. In fact, my great-grandfather would have discovered electricity, but he was too poor to buy a kite. He had to go out and hire one. I have a picture of him at home, standing in front of the town tavern. He was hiring a kite, much higher. (laughs) Who is this?
3: This has been bug out square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Uh, stay tuned for uh, fuck off. This is the sound of musical curiosity, bitch. Um, no, it's uh, it's not that at all. But uh, bear is here. What do you got going for us, Bear Mike Two? Mike Mike Two. two. March Madness. March Madness. Uh, it is upon us. Yeah. It is.
8: So songs about madness.
3: Dig. All right, and. Uh, Remember in these in these troubled times, uh, uh, wash your hands and count to twenty.
0: Mountain top of the world to ya Screw my boo and I yell boo ya yeah, When I blew my coo off Rappers are too soft Don't even make me do y'all Grab the mic, do I Move like you haul MCs is far between Rappers get mad at me They animated, yet say nothing like sin families At the party Turn your lover to Lady Chatterley Better like a book She closed to you after me You the new Scatting with no clue Where the master sleeps Mumbles in the air with green tree Higher than the canopy no can of phase. eat from cans for days, petite madame with glaze, dark chocolate deep within that crescent shape. She lunar, go down hard, no sonar, renew our vows with we'll hope tall. bon Vera, aloha.
13: Let's
10: watch a
1: full length
6: Michael Spiegelman. Wow. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Hi. Great to be here. Oh. San Francisco. Around the world. Uh, We are here at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Uh, Carl is at home in New Jersey. He is a tri-state comedian. And we do this show every week. We watch a full-length movie with you. And we've done this for over four years. We have about 200 episodes. If you want, if you have some time at home, check us out. Go to pcrcollective.org, hit podcast archives, and look for LWAFLMOYT. That is also the name of our podcast. If you want to subscribe to our RSS feed on your podcast app. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. As well as L W A F L M Y T, on YouTube. Wait, wait, wait! That was the oops. Say it again. Uh, L W A F L M O Y T -T. on Twitter. Perfect. Perfect. So what? And and we're also on Twitch with the same initials. And uh, we are here. We do the show Sunday every Sunday at 2 p.m. And if we don't do it uh, on Muni Radio next week, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Everything we mentioned, including our Blogspot page, will tell you where we are. So hang tight. We're here, right? Uh, Kind of. We okay. are definitely doing it from the radio next week. Oh, I'm going to come in. All right. Okay. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> now, flights are so cheap, I could come to you. Yeah, you could fly over. That would be great. Let's see. If I fly Friday
10: the
6: 20th and return home the 23rd and I search. And uh, by price, it's uh, the lowest. Yeah? How is the price? Yeah, uh,
5: it's doing results 50.
6: right now. Hey, you know, the prices are uh, so low. dollars <laughs> Have you thought about taking an Amtrak over here? Yeah, really. Or a Greyhound. Greyhound must be really cheap. No, but $160 is Greyhound prices. Well, you should take the bus over. But in the yeah. meanwhile, we are here uh, with you live and we are going to watch a full length movie carl what is the movie today today we are watching swap meet 1979 swap meet swap s w a p m e e t 1979 okay.